Welcome back to Search the Scriptures. Great to be back in the program today with all of our listeners. We're so thankful to have this opportunity to be with you each day, Monday through Friday, spreading God's Word, helping us all to come to a better understanding of what God wants us to do with our lives in following Him faithfully. Getting into God's Word is key to faith. We keep emphasizing faith comes by hearing the Word of God, Romans 10 and verse 17. And so these daily studies are really crucial to our developing real faith and also nurturing and strengthening that faith. Now, ultimately, God doesn't want us to just believe, but he wants us to put our faith into action. James chapter 2, the second half of that chapter, beginning with about verse 14, really emphasizes that. God wants us to not just have faith, but to be faithful. And that means putting our faith into action. Faithfulness, we might think of as the power of faith. Well, this program is designed to teach us God's Word, to help us understand better, more fully, what God's Word really communicates to us through Scripture. All Scripture is given by the inspiration of God, 2 Timothy 3 and verse 16. Now that means more literally from the Greek, and the New Testament was originally written in Greek, it means that all Scripture is literally God's very Word. So God has given us His Word to guide us in His will but also to guide us in the best life that we could live physically in this world because we're living this life with God's spiritual direction. And there's where faith comes in. God guides us. He wants us to be with him forever in heaven. Now, we have to get into God's word, though, to understand how to follow God. And again, search the scriptures. We do exactly that. We dig deep into God's word. We peel back the layers of the onion, so to speak. But we try to explain those teachings in a way that is easy to understand and that makes sense for our everyday lives. We want to help you, and we really do pray for you. We want to help you get to heaven. Ultimately, as we study through God's word and your faith grows, our prayer is that you'll come closer and closer to God and that ultimately you will come to him through Jesus Christ, repenting of your sins, confessing your faith in Christ as God's son and your Lord and Savior, and surrendering to him in baptism so that the blood that he shed on the cross can cleanse you of the guilt of your sins. Acts 22 and verse 16. And you can be reborn spiritually. John 3 verses 3 through 5. And be made new. 2 Corinthians 5 and verse 17. We do pray for you along these lines. We really do. Now, we'd love to hear from you. At the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. We'd love to send you a free Bible study through the mail. And when we say free, we mean free. We're not asking for some kind of donation or gift or whatever. That doesn't sound free to us. All you have to do is ask. So have a pencil or a pen and a piece of paper ready. And at the end of the program, we'll tell you how to contact us. You can also access our website for free, churchofchrist.com, churchofchrist.com. And you can actually click on the podcast link and sign up for our podcasting. It is free. It always will be free. And then you can receive these daily radio programs automatically to your smart device, whether it's your smartphone, your computer, laptop, pad, tablet, whichever one you choose. You'll also receive a great daily 
short, about a 13-minute Bible study every day called Today's Bible Class. And you'll receive all of our Sunday morning Bible classes, Wednesday night Bible classes, and all of our sermons. All of it is there. It'll automatically go to your smart device. And while at our website, you can access hundreds of articles that are scripturally based and spiritually focused. And you can also download and listen to, and a great many of those are now posted in video format as well, hundreds of sermons. All of that right there for your Bible study reference growth, study material, and, and spiritual growth. It's all free, and it always will be free. Well, we're going to get back into our line of thought and study now. We're talking about a quality of character that is elusive to so many of us. In fact, to one degree or another, I think it's elusive to every single one of us as human beings. You know, we, we have all of the weaknesses that go along with living a physical life in this world, that go along with humanity in general. One of the key characteristics that we really, really need, did I say really enough there, <laughs> is patience. Patience. We really need to be patient with one another. An important key to faithfulness and fulfillment in our Christian life is patience. Patience. Well, we talked about the two ladies who had been to worship service one Sunday and they come out and one says to the other one, that was a great sermon on patience. And the other lady responded, yeah, but he went five minutes too long. <laughs> well, that's, that, I think the one lady got the message, the other one, uh, not so much. She needed to go back and get a recording of that sermon and listen to it again, maybe a couple of times. You know, I'm reminded of the, the old story also about the lady who prayed to God for patience. Lord, please give me patience right now. <laughs> well, again, uh, I think she needed to rethink that prayer, the way she worded it, and also the desire. There are times when we really need to exhibit patience right at the immediate moment. And if we don't, we're going to blow that moment. But patience is something we need to exhibit every day in life all throughout the day. It's something that is not just natural within us, at least in the fullness in which we need to develop patience, but it's something that we do have to really work on. I've said many times in teaching, I remember when TV dinners were first invented now, I say invented. I mean, basically, it was an invention. How you can put a full meal into a little tray and put it in the oven. And at that time, the trays were aluminum trays. And you put that in the oven, and it went in 40 or 45 minutes, you got a fully, fully cooked, full-course meal. Would you want to wait 40 or 45 minutes now for a TV dinner to cook? <laughs> of course not. You want to be able to get that TV dinner, no longer in the aluminum trays. It's going to be in a cardboard now, and you want to be able to pop that in the microwave, and in about three or four minutes, you've got your meal all prepared. Wow. Or maybe we'll have variations of that kind of, of innovation. But see, we've got that microwave mentality. We have become so used to technological advances that are able to satisfy our desires quickly that we want things right now. We don't want to have to wait. 
it's interesting to me when it comes to internet technology and, and computer technology. Now, I've described myself, I have to use the computer all the time. But as far as all the ins and outs of computer technology and internet technology, I've described myself as, as a guy hanging on to the back rail of a runaway train and I'm hanging on for dear life, and boy, my, my feet and legs are flapping in the breeze because it's a runaway train. Well, I'm thankful for the technology, but I sure I'm struggling to keep up with it to a degree that it really satisfies my needs. And I'm sure I can do much, much better and need to continue to strive to grow in my knowledge of how to use that technology. Well, patience, though, is what's required. What I understand, though, is, and we have all kinds of, of messages that are broadcast to us over the internet uh, through text messages or emails or podcasts or just uh, short messages on Facebook or some other social media platform. And I, I'm told that if that does not grab a person's attention within the first three seconds or so, they just pass, pass it by. They don't download it at all. And so you've got to grab the attention right away. And I mean quickly, within just a few seconds, or else that is a lost message. So you have all kinds of supposed experts at communication and, and publication and, and how they, they couch that, how they present it in whatever format that they try to really grab the attention of the individual. And again, if they don't grab that within just a few seconds, it's a lost advertisement or a lost message. Well, why? People don't have patience to read it through enough. They don't have patience. If that doesn't grab them right away, they don't have the patience to go ahead and put themselves into the task of seeing what the fullness of that message really says. Patience is key. We talked about how as the New Testament is writ was originally written in Greek, thankfully we have it translated into a number of different uh, translations in English, a number of different versions. But as it was originally translated in Greek, there were two words that were primarily used to express the principle of patience. Now, one of those is usually translated into English as long-suffering in the New Testament scriptures. That's found 11 times in the New Testament, that one word. The other Greek word is translated variously, patience, 39 times, I'm sorry, 33 times, patient, nine times, and patiently, six times. Now, that particular Greek word is translated then in one of these various forms of the word patient 48 times. So when you took, take these two Greek words together, the one translated long-suffering, the other one translated variously patience, patient, or patiently, you see that term used, that principle put forth 59 times in the New Testament. But that's not really all because the principle of patience is taught many more times in various texts of New Testament scripture without ever using the specific words. Well, 
I think we need to get the message there. Patience is key to our faithfulness and fulfillment in our Christian life. Patience is a central feature of our Christian faith. We need to develop patience. Jesus said in Luke chapter 21 and verse 19, by your patience, possess your souls. As I said many times in teaching, again, the Christian lifestyle is not a sprint. It is a lifelong marathon. Day in, day out, week in, week out, month in, month out, year in, year out for the rest of our lives. A whole lot of people are not patient enough to be able to live that life of faithfulness. They want instant gratification right now, and they're not ready, they're not willing, they're not patient enough to stay in there and finish the course, so to speak to hang in there whether they see the immediate fulfillment that they're desiring or not, or whether they have to look forward down the road somewhere for whatever it is that they're really seeking as fulfillment of their perceived need or desire. Think about a patient who has surgery, major surgery. Let's say there's a knee replacement or they have surgery on a foot or there's a hip replacement or a shoulder replacement, or maybe it's just a rotator cuff surgery on their, on their shoulder, or maybe it's a tendon surgery on one of their legs. Well, maybe though it's, they've had their, their gallbladder removed, or maybe they've had intestinal surgery of some kind. On the outside, the effects of that surgery heal pretty quickly. But on the inside, internally, the healing process goes on and on and on for many months ahead. Somebody who has a knee replacement surgery, that scar on the outside, or that incision on the outside is going to heal to a scar pretty quickly. But they're still going to experience their knee, their leg is swollen. They're probably going to see bruising pretty extensively for a period of time. Some kind of pain is still going to be there, although it's going to be a different pain than they had before their knee was replaced, but it's still going to, they're still going to experience pain. But even as the swelling goes down, the bruising, as the bruising fades away, and as they regain the ability to walk on that leg, it's still inside, internally, it's still healing for a long time to come but it gets better and better. They have to exhibit patience so that the fullness of their recovery can be realized. What did Jesus say? By your patience, possess your soul. Now, how much do we need patience? Well, think about how patient God is with us. And when we look at Romans chapter 15, Romans chapter 15 and we read verses 14 and 15, the Apostle Paul says this about God's patience with us. I myself am confident concerning you, my brethren, that you are full of goodness, filled with all knowledge, able to admonish one another. Nevertheless, brethren, I have written more boldly to you 
on some points as reminding you, because of the grace given to me by God, that I might be a minister of Jesus Christ to the Gentiles, ministering the gospel of God, that the offering of the Gentiles might be acceptable, sanctified by the Holy Spirit. Do you think, do you think Paul needed patience, the patience of God in pursuing his ministry of preaching the gospel to the Gentiles on a far spread basis? Go back to verses four and five in that same chapter, Romans 15. Whatever things were written before, now he's referring to the Old Testament scriptures, were written for our learning, that we, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, might have hope. Why do people not read the Bible through? They become impatient, (laughs) particularly when they get to some of those rather tedious texts where it's talking about genealogies and so on. Well, instead of going ahead and wading through those texts or maybe saying, well, you know, I'm going to skip over this, this text and the genealogies and go into the next text and get more into that, they, they just give up. They throw up their hands. Reading the Bible every day, well, something gets in the way. They've got something to do. They don't have as much free time, they feel like. So they, instead of saying, okay, well, I'll just skip today. I'll get back to it tomorrow. They just quit altogether. Patience is required. Notice what he says there, how he describes the teachings of the scriptures. The patience and comfort of the scriptures, through the patience and comfort of the scriptures, we might have hope. God gave us the scriptures to guide us into eternal hope, the hope of that eternal home with him in heaven. The next verse, though, identifies God in a unique way. Now, may the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another according to Christ Jesus. Who is our ultimate example of patience? God. Paul here identifies him as the God of patience. And that is our standard, our example for how we need to be patient with one another, Paul says. May the God of patience and comfort grant you to be like-minded toward one another, according to Christ Jesus. Aren't you, God, aren't you glad God has been patient with us as human beings? We're created in his image, going back to Genesis 1 and verses 26 and 27. Let us make man in our image after our likeness, God said. So we're created with a soul. We have a spiritual being within our physical being. We're unique from everything else that God created and that we're created in his image. But my, how God has to exhibit patience with us as we live our lives in this physical form because we keep making mistakes. We keep sinning from time to time. And some people become engulfed in lifestyles of sin. But God is the God of patience and how we should be thankful that he is the God of patience. And that example needs to be a lesson for us in how we need to exhibit patience with one another in our relationships on an ongoing basis. In 1 Peter chapter 3 and verse 20, Peter writes, who formerly were disobedient. Now he's talking about 
how God exhibited incredible patience in the days of Noah. Now you go back to, to Genesis chapter, chapters five and six and read about how all of humanity became evil and wicked in their thoughts and imaginations and intents of their heart continually. Now that's staggering to me. I, I have really a tough time fully wrapping my mind around that description of humanity as a whole. Everybody was wicked, evil, continually. The thoughts and intentions of their heart, continually wicked, evil, to the point that God was sorry that he had made man. But one family stood out, Noah and his family, eight precious souls. Noah was found righteous before God. And so we know the story, don't we? God told Noah, build an ark. Have you ever studied as to how long Noah spent, Noah and his family spent building that ark? Over a hundred years. And God exhibited patience still with humanity during that hundred year period while Noah and his sons were preparing the ark, still giving humanity an opportunity to repent because God was going to destroy the world along with all of humanity that had not come to repentance. When God came to ultimately the point where he said, okay, the ark's done. We've got all of the life forms therein. Noah, you and your family get in. And if anybody had come to repentance, they would have been ushered into the safety of that ark. But nobody else had come to that point of repentance. But Peter describes the patience of God during that time. By whom also he went, uh, I'm sorry, verse, verse 20 of, of, of 1 Peter chapter, chapter 3, who formerly were disobedient when once the divine long-suffering, there's that word, means patience, when once the divine long-suffering, that is God's long-suffering, his patience waited in the days of Noah while the ark was being prepared in which a few, that is eight souls, were saved through water. All the time, while Noah and his sons were constructing that ark, and it must have been an arduous process, 100 years, a little more, God was giving humanity time to come to their senses and repent. God was exhibiting divine patience. How sad that nobody else repented. How sad. We'll study a little bit further next time. Let's pray. Father, thank you for your patience with us. Help us to be patient with one another and to be patient with ourselves as we strive to live that dedicated, faithful life before you. Help us and strengthen us and encourage us, Father. Please, we pray. Please be merciful with us, we pray. Please forgive us, gracious Father. And we pray in Jesus' name, amen.